Leaders. Welcome to the Making Leader Moves podcast, the show that brings powerhouse Latinas together to discuss the moves they <laughs> took to prioritize joy in their careers. My name is Colette Piñero, and I am your co-host. And with me is my other co-host, Giovanna Rosales. Oh, codo, codo, muñeca, muñeca. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and today, in our first video podcast, we welcome Las Líderes from Alamo Branding. And today we have Nicole Moreno Dancer. Hi, Nicole. Mm -hmm. Hi, everyone. And Giselle Martin. Welcome to Making Leader Moves. Hi. <laughs> and today, before we go into our topic, I want to tell me, tell me a little bit about you, Nicole. What are you all about? <laughs> Your deepest thoughts and secrets. No, no. Just like, <laughs> who are you? Tell us. I was born on a cold, windy night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's yes. We'll start, start from the beginning, right? <laughs> so, with Alamo Branding, I am the CEO and one of the founding partners with Giselle and Jessica, who is not with us today. Um, in addition to Alamo, I have a Latina lifestyle magazine called Atesiana, where I run a team of 10. Started that five years ago. So, still keeping track of how long has this been? Um, in addition to all my businesses, I'm a big book nerd and I'm trying to, I used to read one book a month, but I am proud to say at least in 2021, I have read up to 20 books. So that's way past my goal. My goal is to finish 25 by the end of this year. So I will make that happen because I really want to hit that goal because there's a number and I'm like, I want to get there. So yeah, that's a little, little bit about me. Do you want to know more? So yeah, serial <laughs> entrepreneur, uh, yeah. <laughs> Latina advocate, uh, badass. Somehow make time, make time to read. So avid reader, <laughs> goal getter. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> also, like that's amazing. Okay, we need you on the show. We need the both of you on the show like a hundred times. So, Ivana, <laughs> go grab the schedule before we wrap up today's call. <laughs> I'm already taking notes for the next topic. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Isel, tell us about you. When were you born? How many siblings do you on, have? I was born on a warm spring morning. <laughs> well, more like foggy spring morning. <laughs> I, uh, I am a serial entrepreneur as well. Yes. Yeah. I actually was on a track to become a professor, a college professor, and get a doctoral degree. And the universe was like, er, nope. <laughs> yeah. That's usually how I, I, I applied to like 20 schools over a time span of two or three years. And over and over again, I was like, okay, thanks. I, I get it loud and clear. <laughs> So, but I've been able to use my experience and education to create a title for myself, a position for myself that not many people really understand. And I'm still <laughs> trying to, and, and I navigate it every day. I add new things to it, um, take away things I don't want to do anymore. So, yeah, that one. I am mm -hmm. a business strategist 
and a spiritual wellness advocate. So I have, it actually this September is going to be four years since I launched my business strategy, uh, coaching, consulting, you know, services, all of the above services. (laughs) I started it as a side hustler. I had a full-time job at a university. And then two years later, I quit my full-time day job and now I do this full-time. And now I also work for other like media companies as an independent contractor. I have my own clients. I have, I am the CFO and co-founder of Alamode Branding with Nicole and Jessica. And mm-hmm. I actually made a list of all of the things I'm like working on. Like, I'm like, oh, uh, 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 what? I know. When you said uh, introduce ourselves, Paulette, we're like, how how much information do you want? Yeah. The next topic is going to be organization. Time management and organization. I've actually done workshops on that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like my main, the main things I really do are um, business strategy, um, and branding, branding, marketing, um, customer journey maps, um, business operations, business revenue models. That's the main thing I do. And I am getting ready to launch the store for Glowing Corazon, which is a spiritual wellness, um, community. So yeah I love this I love that each of us is our own like (laughs) we're 10 businesses and one Latina all four of us Mm -hmm. and that part of why we wanted to talk about today's topic is because of that because we can do so many amazing things Mm -hmm. and we either are too scared of doing it or are we are waiting for others to validate us and stepping up into our power. So let's go into our topic for today. Today's topic is, are you a side hustler or are you a business owner? So tell me and Giovanna jump in and I'll jump in too. Um, how I envision this is this is like the Latina, the view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll hear from one of us, but Nicole and Isel, tell me, what do you identify with, a side hustler or a business owner? I feel like in my life, I've gone back and forth between these two, but I think right now where I'm at, I am a business owner, so similar to Giselle, so I have a magazine, and then I do social media strategy with my own clients, so there are a lot of businesses I'm running. Um, But I also feel like as a small business owner, you are also sometimes maybe a little bit of a side hustler because you're trying to figure out like the next step and you're trying to, you know, we live in a very expensive state. I don't know where you guys live, but in California. And so I feel like you sort of have to be a side hustler just so you can make ends meet. My children need to eat. (laughs) Yeah. I will say I'm no longer in California, but when I was, I've told this to Paulette before, like you literally make the money that you make to like just like enjoy the sun and the warm weather and that's pretty much it so i'm in chicago so our winters are ridiculous 
Oh you yeah. You will see me in January down there. <laughs> yeah. Come on by. Get out yeah. of the snow. Th that's but, where yeah. we're going to do the retreat. Yeah. The, the perfectionism <laughs> retreat. I'm in Massachusetts. It's hella cold here too. So <laughs> we're start. We'll, we'll sleep on the floor. We're fine. There we no go. No worries. No worries. <laughs> Giselle, what do you think? So for me, I like to look at the side hustler business owner as not like this or that, as more like a yeah. spectrum. Love it. So I'm like always somewhere in the middle, leaning more towards business owner, but a little bit towards side hustler because of what Nicole just said, that as a business owner, you're always trying to figure out like how else, how else could I make money? What other revenue stream could I add? And, yeah. and I think that that may be very intimidating for a lot of people. However, once you know how to, you go through the motions of creating a whole system, setting up a business mm -hmm. and it's like working and functioning, you literally just pick it up and put it somewhere else. You make some adjustments for whether if it's a product or a service or who's involved and things like that. And then it just create a whole new revenue stream. So mm -hmm. um, I think that the first time you do it is the hardest. The first time you set up a business is the hardest. And then after that, it does get, um, I don't want to say easier. It gets, um, I don't even know what word I want to use, but it's maybe. not, it's not easier, maybe. but it's not maybe like more difficult. Like, a lot of people think like, oh, you have all of these things you're working on. But to be honest, I'm doing like the same functions for like all a lot of all of them. So mm -hmm. it's not like I'm, I literally have eight things on my list right here. I'm not doing the, I'm not a solopreneur for all eight of these things. That's awesome. So the thing mm -hmm. is, the key is co collaboration. So for one, two, three, four, five, six out of eight of them, I'm not, It's they're not solely my businesses. Only two of them are. That's awesome. The other ones are collaborators. So I play to my strengths and then I find people who compliment me <laughs> like mm -hmm. Nicole and then we we do stuff and then we do more stuff because we know how to work together. <laughs> yeah. That's great because you're basically right. It's like finding the strengths and weaknesses within one another and just kind of collaborating on those, right? Like you're amazing at this and I'm amazing at that. So we're just going to go ahead and equilibrarlo basically. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Maybe, maybe that's why when I listen to the term sci hustler and it gives me like hives I'm like, no, we're entrepreneurs, like step into your power. I'm against a hustler term. So, but I love that, but I love how, how you talk about it and how you present it because mm -hmm. you're right. So I love that you're pushing me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You can be like you have a side hustle within your business, right? Or different mm -hmm. side hustles yeah. within your business. Like you have a certain vision and you know where your business wants to go. And this is like I'm talking from a personal standpoint, but like right now, right? I'm doing this other stuff that I know is gonna give me the financial funds to get me to where I want to get to in my business. So it's like yeah. I have two other things, which are um like events here taking place in Chicago, and it's just like 
I'm getting contracted for it because I'm good at it, but like I know where I want my business to be. So there we go. That's just little side mm -hmm. Exactly. And I feel like um with side hustling and being a small business owner, it's all both of them come from the ideology of like you are solving your own problem. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. and I remember like when I was younger, I, I was thinking about this when I saw the question side hustler. I'm like, I don't think I'm a side hustler, but I remember like, well, I'm always finding a way to get me to bring in some income. So especially when I was younger and in college, like I didn't have, I was really focused in school, but I needed cash. So I would sell like cell phones. I would like do little, like just sell my clothes, like just try to get some money somewhere, you know? And I feel like that's just something that's ingrained in some people where it's like, if you need that money, like you'll figure out a way to get it. Yeah, the way I really see it is that a side hustler is not where you focus most of your energy on and it's not where most of your revenue or income comes from because when I had my full-time job at, at the university I was a direct sales side hustler so I used to sell jewelry for origami owl on the side mm -hmm. it would bring me like extra income and I would only do it um part-time. I love that definition. I love it because to me, part of why I, I don't like the term is because I get to work with a lot of Latinas and women who are in the process of launching and using the term side hustle as, as they're launching a business, it, it's, it doesn't help them with shifting the mindset from the nine to five to, you know, stepping up into their leadership, building a professional brand. But I love how the two of you talked about side hustling as this is something that I'm really good at that is not my main source of income. And I, I wasn't thinking about side hustling like that, which I love mm -hmm. and, and is helping me kind of like shift my mindset because I... <laughs> I've, I've always had side hustles. Yeah. And I think it goes back to, you know, what we were talking before we started recording is that perfectionism of and Giovanna and I are recovering perfectionists and trying to get everything to look a certain way. You don't, that, that does not mean something that looks put together does not mean that is successful. Yeah. Exactly. And because all four of us have worked in either, you know, launching or business development at some point, we know the power of innovation and piloting things to, to see if they stick or they don't stick. But I, I, I really love that point of view of like, this is something I'm really good at but it doesn't need to be my main source of income or it doesn't need to be where I spend the most time on. Yeah. I love that, that perspective. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Okay. So what do you believe makes women and especially women of color refrain from calling themselves business owners? And you touched upon it, Paulette. That's why like you're not a, the biggest fan of side hustles because it doesn't mm. mentality shift takes either longer or sometimes doesn't even get there because of the fact that they're just like, oh, I'm side hustling. Um, yeah. What would you, Nicole and Giselle, um, say to that? Mm -hmm. 
I think a lot of women, especially women of color, if they they feel uncomfortable calling themselves a business owner, I think it comes from this ideology that we still have of what a business owner is, right? So I think like Mad Men days where you have to like be a male, you have to be white, you have to wear a suit. And it's like, well, I'm none of those things. So maybe I'm not a business owner. Maybe this is just something I'm playing around with, right? You know, because for the longest time, even, you know, and like women just couldn't work, right? And so for a very long time, since the beginning of human <laughs> creation. So I think it's really difficult for us to be like, oh, no, we are a business owner, especially when we don't have previous generations saying that they were business owners, even if they were. And then I think the second thing is, I think we really, really feel like to be a business owner, you should be extremely successful right out of the gate. You should be making yes. so much money and just like break, not even break even, like bring in all this income. And I've even been asked, like, how much money do you bring in? And that's a very intimidating question, especially when you're starting out. You're just like, uh, like not a lot, like, you know, and gets really uncomfortable. And so if you're not bringing in all that money, and you also don't have the world seeing you as a business owner because they see a certain type of person as a business owner, it could get very uncomfortable for you to actually step in and say that you are a business owner. That's my answer. Giselle? Yeah, it's definitely a mindset and a lifestyle shift for sure. Um, are you familiar with uh, Robert um, Kayas? What? Kiyosaki's Robert Kiyosaki's um, mm -hmm. cash flow quadrant, where it goes Ooh. from going from an employee to mm -hmm. an entrepreneur to a like business owner to investor. All of mm -hmm. those things are mindset shifts. And um, if you look at the history of the women of color in this country, uh, we are all. Um, most, I would say most of us um, are united by the history and the interruption of colonization. Mm -hmm. And that really created a hierarchical, um, I would say, just, I don't know, hierarchical systems within our society, but also in our minds, mm -hmm. like our mindset. And when you're told the generation after generation, like, this is your place, this is your place, this is your place. Mm -hmm. um, it's really, really difficult to break free from that because we're not just breaking free from those limiting beliefs from just ourselves and current society. We're actually breaking free for like generations and generations and our mm -hmm. past yes. ancestors who have been told that. Where my culture, uh, my family is from Mexico, and my culture, um, the women were seen in so many different ways. Everybody had a specific role. Everybody had a specific part of the community, and you are regarded, like, highly regarded for that role. Like, without that role, the community doesn't function, right? Exactly not hierarchical it's very communal um mm -hmm. and Based so that community needs yeah yeah and so that's one of the things is that's so important is for us to shift our minds and lifestyle to be more communal and that's why i do mm -hmm. a lot of collaborations because we have that ingrained in us um 
However, we've been programmed for generations and generations to have this hierarchical thinking and living. So yeah. it's super hard to break free from it. And it's something that it's not just going to go away. Mm-hmm. We have to consistently um, say, no, I don't want that limiting belief anymore. Like consistently, mm-hmm. it's going to show up in different ways in different parts of our lives all the time. But it's definitely a huge mindset and lifestyle shift. And it begins the moment we make the decision and say, I don't want that anymore. I don't want to live that way anymore. I don't want to think that anymore. So it's the awareness is so important. But the moment that we make that decision, we're like instantly putting it and manifesting it or putting it into our life and begin practicing it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I love what you're saying. I'm, I'm thinking part of why, and I know part of why the term Psy Hustler doesn't sit well with me. And I'm, 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 I'm taking this all in is because <laughs> I feel that people of color are side hustlers and then white folks get the privilege to call themselves entrepreneurs from the idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think part of side hustle culture, it's not the, the side hustle terminology is this side hustle culture where folks of color, but especially black and brown women, we have this feeling of we we always need to be running we always need to be doing many 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 things and we don't have the benefit of folks systemically right in the system mm-hmm. or the powers that be to be acknowledged as leaders and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. so when i for me kind of like what it makes me push back into that side hustle culture, even though I participate in it because I am a, 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 I have my business, but I do many other things. My husband and my husband is a graphic designer. We do websites, we do graphic design, we marketing, social media for small businesses. And I, I don't promote any of that. I do a lot of freelance work with nonprofits that it's because my network knows that I spent 15 years working there. I just get calls. This could be, I, I call mm-hmm. and projects. Um, so I am part of it. But how I feel that side hustle culture right now, I would say in the last like three, four years, it's, it's for black and brown women. Like if you don't do it, you're not enough. If you do it, you're still not enough. Mm. So it gives it give always gives me that reaction. But I, I think yeah. Giselle, what you're saying is also like it's about the life that you want to build for yourself, of mm-hmm. pushing out those limiting beliefs. And what I what I'm also hearing is this is a coaching me. What I'm also hearing is that fuck what everyone else thinks. <laughs> this is what this is what you want to do and this is what brings you joy and this is what makes you be successful then you should be able to do it and fuck what Mm. everyone else thinks without ignoring that we don't have equal access to wealth exactly i think think it's giselle and a kind of hit on it both it's something that you have to 
consistently be working at. And it's something that I personally have to work on every day, right? Because like if I'm sitting, because I'm a community builder and then slash consultant. And so sometimes, you know, it's like, oh my God, like I'm not dressed up to the nine or, oh my God, like I don't know this. Can I say, I will look it up for you and I will get back to you in a few days. It's just like, mm. it's okay to not be dressed. It's okay to like not look like mad men. And I think it's me, like if I speak for myself, I'm more of the older millennial so I do have that ingrained in my head, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it is that cocktail. It is that happy hour. It is that cigar in hand. It is that if you're, if you don't, if you're not an executive, like, who are you? <laughs> um, exactly. It doesn't have to be like that. And so every morning, like I have to tell myself, like, you are a business owner. This is who you are. You are good at what you do. You are an expert at what you do. And experts always have to learn. So just because you're an expert doesn't mean that you know everything. You got to keep on learning. So yeah. I, I love that, that, that absolutely both of you ladies are right. And I think it's something that we see in our Latina communities that we follow via social media, whether it be Instagram or Facebook, is that we are as a Latina community trying to mind shift um, ourselves from being, you know, just an employee to being like, no, I can do this. I am capable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A big yeah. thing okay. is that we don't have a lot of examples, a lot of paths to follow, a lot of paths that were created. So that's why we need to create them for ourselves and for anyone else to follow. And that's Mm -hmm. not easy to do. And not everybody can do that. So if you're the one creating a path, just you know, be proud of that. You're creating the path and others will follow. If not, then then encourage, and you don't need followers, and you encourage other people to create their own paths too. And that's like one of the things that's super difficult is we don't have all of these things inherited to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, we don't have that um, social capital um that um, navigational capital that other people, other cultures and genders have established already for hundreds of years mm-hmm. in this country. A lot and of so, are first of everything, right? Yeah. If the world doesn't see us that way and we don't see us that way, our yeah. own selves that way, then how could we actually do it or, you know, and live that way? But it does come, it does start with, like, even if you don't know where you want to go or what direction you want to go in, it starts with, I don't want this right now. <laughs> like, I don't want this mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> and try mm-hmm. different, you know, saying no is, like, so much more powerful than saying yes to things sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I my mean, God. People, that's, people, a quote, that's a quote yeah. for this episode. <laughs> people go to therapy for years to learn how to say no. Um, but one of the things I think, <laughs> no, one of the things I think people might feel uncomfortable, probably maybe that's how you feel with the word term hustler is hustler and hustling has such a negative look in media, right? When it, when you are a hustler or hustling and it's betrayed in media, it's always someone getting something off the back of a truck. It's always a person of color. It's always something shady, right? It has to be looking shady. So then when, you know, with millennials, Gen Zers, you sort of took on that term side hustler and sort of took it on as your own and switched to that. But it still has a lot of negative connotations sometimes. And I think that's what makes people feel very uncomfortable with that term. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was I was reading a book, one of the books I was reading, Uncomfortable Conversation with a Black Man, and one of the things he brought up, it was um, geared towards, you know, conversations about race between Black people and white people, and one of the things he brought up was that, like, you know, as a white person, as to be an ally, you have to realize you have, like, a 20, almost like a 200-year, like, head start in a lot of things, and we see that here also with like Giselle said, we don't have a lot of examples. So if you want to be an ally to anyone in POC, you have to realize you have like a head start. And so mm-hmm. we're still in a way playing catch up. We have to event the road, build the road ourselves, drive the road, test it out. You know, we got to do all these things and you already have had roads for years. So yeah, it's, yeah, you, it's, it's also, yeah, I love that you're bringing that up because I think the other piece of it is that the role models that we do get the axis of information, the folks that we see mm-hmm. on social media, the women, that uh, whether they're older, around our age, or even younger, the access that we have to them is when they made it. And Nicole, that also goes back to when you were talking about, you know, people equal, like they see success as having money. When mm-hmm. you hit that, you know, <laughs> six digits, <laughs> you have yeah. one, five, six zeros. And that is not the meaning of success. Just because you have the revenue or you're at a break even point, that does not equal success. To me personally, whether you're a side hustler, a business owner, a career person, nine to five, part timer, stay at home mom. To me, success equals prioritizing joy in my life, whatever mm-hmm. joy means to you. And, and I think that that's what we miss when we're striving for perfectionism or when we're launching businesses or thinking about our careers is that we're only looking at the people that media has said they're successful missing the opportunities to see the other women, the other Latinas paving this path from zero and trying and trying again and trying again, and then collaborating and building partnerships with other women. So because part of what Giovanna and I talk a lot, we have an online community for the podcast and part of what we wanted to create this podcast was also about disrupting the belief that we have to compete with each other there's Mm. money and opportunity for everyone yeah that's also a huge mindset shift Uh, abundance the abundance mindset but i really want to um add one more thing to what you're saying is that if we don't see ourselves as business owners, entrepreneurs, and other people around us don't see it, then like, how are they going to start seeing us if we don't see ourselves that way? So Mm -hmm. first, we have to, like, take it up, like, take up our own power, we have to step into our own power, take up the space and say, I'm an entrepreneur. And this is what I do. I am a business owner. This is one of my businesses. Yes. And and it's so true. Like at the beginning, I would say I'm a business strategist. How am I supposed to get clients if I don't tell people I'm a business strategist? I have to tell them. Mm-hmm. And then even though I don't have any clients, I still have to tell them that that's what I do. Like 
everybody starts literally from nothing unless you get unless you purchase a business or you get it hand you you're inherited or you get handed a business from a parent or something or a family member but everybody starts out from nothing and you you have to start yourself and say i am this and like declare it and like when you claim it yes. and declare it mm -hmm. and say it and start doing it like it's true it's reality you you're living it um it was a huge a huge mindset shift for me when I started doing that. And it actually took me a while. It wasn't mm -hmm. until it, at first I was giving away like one hour free consultations, like one hour free initial consultations for people. Cause then also it's, it's also a way for me to understand how I work and also to get a feel of who do I want to work with and who don't I want to work with. And also what I want to do, what people are asking me and like what I don't want to do and things like that. So it's really important to um, do things for free in the beginning. Um, don't give everything away for free, but do some things that are for free because it's also part of research for yourself and for your business. And so in the beginning, I would started going around and telling, telling people, hey, I'm a business strategist. This is what I do. And I started going to mercados and vending events where the small businesses were at. And I would go there and be like, I would buy things from places I wanted to buy stuff and then I would go and introduce myself and say I'm a business strategist and this is how I what I do and this is what I do and things like that then I kept going to all these vending events and all and seeing the same people and the new people they started introducing me oh hey this is my yeah. friend Giselle she's a business strategist um she can help you with your business all sort of stuff so it wasn't until I heard other people mm -hmm. talk about me yeah that I was that I was still like, oh my God, I guess I am. Like <laughs> like really that. like <laughs> even though I was saying it, it's on my website, it's on my business card. <laughs> I introduced myself like that, I still kind of didn't really believe it until I heard someone else introduce me like that. You were mm -hmm. like me? Me? Yes. <laughs> yes, that is me. I yeah, it happened it happened to me too. I started doing um, and you're both business development experts. And I tell folks, you cannot launch a business without doing market research. Oh, yeah. You need to know what's your value proposition, have an idea of your who your client is, and do your market research, even if it's small. Whatever you're doing, you need to at least know validate your business idea and and know if it's needed and I, I did that too and then I I went to an online event and someone said oh yeah my friend told me about you you are a leadership coach right and I'm like oh wait yes yes <laughs> yes yeah. I am here's my website <laughs> I love that I also did what Giselle had done. I ended up going to an art fair um, like in, it's it's called the Pilsen area here in Chicago. And I was like, I, I helped produce pop-ups. So I was going to see different vendors, different Latina vendors that we can have at our pop, at our next pop-up. And I was like, oh, and also just an FYI, like I help entrepreneurs build their business and help them scale if they're brand new. Mm -hmm. um, all of a sudden I had two people, I had, and then I was like, oh yeah, like feel free to follow me. So I kind of was like, 
here's my Instagram. Feel free to, you know, like ask me any questions. I got a few DMs and then I even got this mom. So like, as you were saying, free information, Giselle, like there was this mom, she's like, you know, my daughter started starting her business. She's 13 years old, but like, we really don't know where to take it. And I was like, First of all, congratulations to her for knowing what she wants to do at such a young age. And congratulations yeah. to you for being the mother who supports her. And isn't like, you know what? You actually need to go get a job because there's not enough food on the table. Like there aren't moms like you. There aren't enough moms like you. So I commend you for that. Second of all, and I kind of went into business strategy with her and then told her, please feel free to take down my number. Like I actually gave this woman my number and I was like, you know, please feel free to have yourself or your daughter reach out to me it was so inspiring to me to hear about a 13 year old and then it was and then this lady ended up crying to me thanking me for my 15 minutes of time and i was like no thank you we cannot have a crying fest here <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's 94 degrees i'm already sweating but the point of the story is is like again and it, and it circles back to the theme of if we can't see ourselves as who we are, then our community won't see us. And then like the higher ups won't see us. So it was literally our community thanking us for paving the way and making sure that they have the value, the tools and resources and access to all that, that we, that we worked hard to get to. And so it's just, it's just so awesome to hear that and see that. And then being told that, you know, you're awesome at doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's a trend. I get to work with amazing Latinas every single day, whether they are focusing on their career, they're launching a business at the intersection of two. I think the trend that we all have is, and the value that we all share is comunidad, mm -hmm. is, is community, that what we're doing is not just for ourselves, that what we do is also for the comunidades that we're a part of. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, yep. which which I love. I think that's what makes yeah. me decide that my niche is working with Latinas. I love everyone. But like there's something about Latinas that is just oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. What are some of the solutions you're coming up with to thrive in your business? Oh, so I'll take that. So um, actually figuring out how I could pay people. So <laughs> with my team growing to 10, now 11 for the magazine, that was a decision I made like a year and a half ago. So 2019 is when I slowly started getting people. Like there's always been people wanting to help with the magazine. Let me be honest. Like people want to write, do videos, but they'll, then they'll like ghost me, right? They write one article and then they leave. That's not really helpful. And so in 2019, I had two people that were really consistent and I'm like, well, I probably should start paying them. So looking at my finance, figuring out, oh, I'm going to pay them. And then realizing I, for it to grow, I need to make this, I guess you could call it like sacrifice, right? And really figuring out like my finances so I can pay people so that way I don't have to do everything. And it's been one of the best things ever. I love the fact that I don't have to worry about posting something on Facebook. Someone else is doing that. I don't have to worry about commenting on Instagram. Someone else is doing that. And it's like there's still things I have to worry about because it's still my business. I get to focus more on like the bigger picture stuff, but it's been a I feel like that's a big solution I came up with. It's like, okay, this is what I need. 
to grow, I need people. And how can we mm -hmm. make this work? Yeah. Yeah. It's an that's really huge. That you have to do. Yeah. But yeah. it's also, it also lies with that mentality that we need to do everything ourselves. And we yeah. don't. And we don't. Yeah. yeah. I always joke. So, Giselle, Jessica, myself, we are actually all the oldest in our families, which is sort of a shocker because most of my friends are usually the youngest or only child. Um, so, I was like, oh, okay. And I always joke, I'm like, I feel like as the oldest child, you learn how to delegate from a very young age. Like, because yeah, you have to, I don't know, like with my household, like growing up, it's like, you know, if there was, by a certain age, I got to tell my siblings what chores we had to do and sort of just figure out like the systems in place because mom's at work and dad's playing golf. And so it's my, like, here's the chore, let's figure it out kind of thing. <laughs> I'm the oldest of our Giovanna. Are you the old? No, you're not the oldest. Oh, I'm definitely the oldest. Are you kidding me? But like with like with the you have a lot of cousins. Giovanna has a lot of cousins. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, the I oldest have, like, of everyone too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, in yeah. the I'm I'm the oldest. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look yeah. at us. <laughs> There's I know. The trend. There's the trend. I know. Not surprising yeah. that this box is full of older. <laughs> the older. The yeah. older. I love it. Awesome. So I'll go ahead and ask a question. Um, whether you are a side hustler or a business owner, what do you believe are some key moves that have made you successful entrepreneurs? Do you want to answer that, Chico? Uh, I've done a lot of things. <laughs> Um, okay, I, I like the biggest thing is really like making that decision of this is what I want to do and then doing it, working at it, conti like continuously, you have to continuously learn about it, learn new skills. And in the beginning, you are doing it kind of on your own. However, you don't have to. So the I would say the most important thing is do not reinvent the wheel. Like there are 500 billion wheels out there. Just go learn about one or find one that is similar to the one you want to create and then you know start learning how they did it what they did. So definitely YouTube, YouTube of YouTube of university <laughs> for sure i mean i yeah. learned how to create and launch a podcast on youtube i learned how to use new tools and if if that's a tool that is appropriate for my business like does it have you know i'm still to like to this this whole week even earlier this morning i'm researching new tools for the new business i'm going to launch i've never sold products and held inventory and I'm going to do that and I don't know the best way to do it and it's okay like I'm researching I'm in Facebook groups like all of these I love apps me, my good. there's so many good Facebook groups all of these apps oh, yeah. and tools have Facebook groups and communities that you can go and ask questions like instead of going to like customer service is not a 1-800 anymore uh, 1-800 phone number anymore. Customer service is more based on um, communities and 
and things like that. So go to Facebook groups or go on their website and chat and ask questions. So it's really learn, join groups where you'll learn from other people and don't be afraid to ask. You have to ask. Mm -hmm. I think it's piggybacking off of that is also like, yeah, so piggybacking off of what Giselle said is also being okay with like not knowing everything and don't feel like you can't say yes to something because you don't know it 100%. I joke, excuse me, you know, but I joke, so my husband is white and so I always like think like a white male. He apply for jobs, even if you don't know everything that they're asking for, like just they'll pay you to learn basically mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of things that i do for clients so i'm just like i don't know 100 percent how to do that but i know i need to figure it out so it's okay i'm not applying to be an astronaut or anything but you know what i mean it's like it's in my wheelhouse you got to figure it out and i feel like a lot of times people hold themselves back and don't yes. do things because they're like well i'm not a expert at that yet i'm not an expert at photoshop it's like you'll get there if you need to figure out photoshop for work for client whatever it may be you will figure it out but still do you know how to open the app do you know basically. how to turn it on yeah. do you know how to move a mouse like, do you yeah. know how to find like the the help button and yeah. the chat button then you got it do you know how to yeah, watch like, a how-to video on youtube you can do anything yeah. yeah and i even see this with people that work nine to five that they'll read a job description and they have like eight of the 10 qualifications, but they don't apply because they don't have all 10 qualifications. I'm like, are you serious right now? Like 60%, eight out of 10. <laughs> 60, you should be applying for roles where you know 60 to 70% of the job description because why would you apply to a role where you know everything? That doesn't give you opportunities for growth. You're unable to showcase your learning and you're not mm -hmm. challenging yourself. So then stay at the job that you already want, that you already exactly. have. So basically, Paulette said, apply for that job after you watch this interview. Yes. By that procrastinating. Yes. That's that's my day to day. I go apply for that job and go start learning about the new business that you want to start. Yes. Exactly. And and just start. I I tell folks like, just start. Just start. Little by little, you'll figure it out. You will never fully understand not even your customers need to so will never understand your market. The day that you understand every system, it will get updated. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll do a new version. You just have to start, start small and then figure it out as you grow. Figure yeah. it out as your customer, because your customer needs will change. Yep. Mm -hmm. And this goes from whether you're doing a service-based business to a product, your customer will change i i've yeah I coach and just mentor start. yeah just start i coach and mentor um some businesses and she she has she sells shirts she has her shopify store she sells products and what she realized we did some market research what she realized is that the people that were buying two years ago are now moms and they were not buying the product because she didn't transform her business with her client mm, and right. then if that's not your client anymore if you don't want to transition with your client then you need to market 
to the younger folks who are interested in your product, but marketing, the messaging needs to look different or the platforms mm -hmm. that you should be marketing your business should not be the same ones that you were using two years ago. And it's exactly what you're saying. Like start, don't wait until it's perfect and be open to change. It's, it's mm -hmm. hard, but you have to, you have to, to be successful. And sometimes you have, to, and you have to remember too, right? That the clients coming to you for solutions mean that they really don't know what's going on. So <laughs> it's, it's true. And like what you, right? So I do do consulting for entrepreneurs, but I also do a lot of community building. And so sometimes what, what to me is second nature or what to me is quote unquote common sense. It's like, no dude, the client doesn't know this. So <laughs> you're good. It's fine. Just move forward. You know, if they end up like not liking that event that you did, like whether it's empower hours or like a mini weekend retreat, like you guys can go back and talk about it. But this is what they needed, right? They needed you to come in and give your expertise. Like it's fine. You know more than what you think you know. So just go out there, mm -hmm. put yourself out. It does. And again, you're brave enough to do it. You don't have to be perfect to do it. Yeah. What is a book? So I wanted to ask you, what is a book every <laughs> woman making leader moves needs to read? Uh, it really depends. Okay, Nicole has like book. 20 of them. So yeah, I know. She, already, yeah she already has a list of like 100. But I know. I'm like, like oh, it what everybody needs to read is the list of books that Nicole says that you should read. Yeah, <laughs> that's check, out, check out my Goodreads so you guys will get inspired. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think because I feel like the audience will probably want to read more nonfiction, and I'm more of a fiction reader, so I'm trying to figure out what was my favorite nonfiction book. So Share Giselle, both. Wanna, yeah, I know. So I think Giselle, figure answer first, so I can actually. I'm looking at my bookshelf. I'm like, what is something I want to so, share with everyone? I don't know if I have it here. Do I have it here? I want to say I recently I recently read this book and it's it's super like small and little and because all the work that I do really it all stems down to having a clear brand and understanding that um mm -hmm. I'm playing with my puppy because my kids are at school and she has no one else to play with so I get to play with her while I'm in meetings <laughs> love it um I would say that this a social code is super important because it's mm -hmm. about learning how to really create a community for your brand like in the current day and age of technology like social media websites like how all of that like how do you create a community that's not like inside of your store selling something, having people come to your store, your normal, your the, the outdated belief of when I build it, they will come, or if I build it, they will come, that, that doesn't exist. You have to build it and go where everybody's at all day, every day, all the time, and remind them. Mm -hmm. And tell them in pictures, in, in videos, in writing, in... <laughs> in freaking yeah. helicopters or sky riding across the, the everything, like all the time, everything. And so creating a brand is completely different than what we were used to when it was, you know, growing up and the brands that we would see. Every single person like is their own brand now too. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I would say this, um, the social code is super important for um, 
for business owners, um, even um, nonprofit organizations, anybody and anything related to creating a brand. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So I have a few. So I can narrow it down, guys. All right. Um, so my three nonfiction books would be Becoming by Michelle Obama. So I feel like that is just, not only is like you get to know about Michelle and Barack Obama's life, but you really get to see someone starting from really nothing and like the mindset and building up block by block. And there's a lot of things about her life that is relatable and you can get inspired from it. A second um, nonfiction book would be, I forgot the author, but Uneducated. It is um, this young woman and she grows up in a very crazy household in like the mountains where both parents are just not mentally stable and refuse to get help. And somehow she gets into Harvard because she's really smart, but it's just more of like, again, it's inspirational because I feel like what we all talk about, we all think we have to come from a really amazing home and amazing household to build. But a lot of times you could build things even if you don't have that that foundation. And the third nonfiction book would be You Are a Badass. I love it and made me laugh yeah. because it's so sarcastic. I'm very sarcastic. I'm like, you were speaking the same language in the book. But it's just, the whole book is just reminding you of like, you have to do it, right? So whether that is you suffered through a breakup, you lost a job, basically figure it out, but you have to keep moving forward. And then my two, I told you guys it's a long list. My two favorite fiction books of the year, of the year, not of all time, of the year would be Concrete Rose, Concrete Rose and Seven Days in June. Um, they are both, you know, just heartbreaking. Concrete Rose is the prequel for The Hate You Give, which was a movie. So it's just oh, like, if you, okay. yeah, if you watch the movie, Concrete Rose is the dad's life before Star is born. So leading up to that. Oh, it gives you all the feels, guys. It's just like, made me cry. And then Seven Days in June is just a very passionate book, but you get to dive into Black literacy inner circle. There I it is. Have, I have like I was, a whole bunch of tabs now open. <laughs> awesome. If you guys really want, I will send you my link to Goodreads because I like yeah, to Of course, please. Yeah. So, yeah. Please. And then, Nicole, you know that she came out with like, you are a badass at habits, you are a badass at making money, and you are yes. a badass every day. I just finished, I, you are a badass every day. So that's like uh -huh. a good reminder one of like things that you just need to like every day yeah. keep your mindset on the business mindset, right? Or like honing yeah. in on the awesome mindset. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I just got the that the habits and the money one. Um, but yeah, I yeah. just, I read the other two. Have any I read the yellow one. Yeah, the yellow one. Yeah. Um, the, sorry, I'm just taking the conversation, but one of the books I want to read in nonfiction, because it's really popular, is um, Atomic Habit. And, no. it's, and I no, really no, want it. I see it on BookTube all the time. People are doing reviews about it. But again, for me, nonfiction, I don't, I lead towards more friction. So it really has to be like, Nonfiction to me is like taking medicines. Like I have to do this. I don't want to do yes. this, but I have to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give mine out. Just because. Yes. 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 Um, mine is a uh, brave, not perfect. I think mm -hmm. that's an amazing book that was recommended by Paulette. Um, it's awesome. And then 
I already finished this audio. I tell every woman that I'm I'm opening because I know which one it is. So I'm already to prove a my box came in today because I'm so obsessed with this book that audio wasn't good enough for me. I need it physically. So we're all gonna open it together. (laughs) Oh, it's like an unboxing video. Uh, The unveiling of my favorite book right here. (laughs) I wanna see if if I'm right, I already know she started it. Um, and to see if I'm right, it is called We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel. Oh. Um, I mean, great, that cover is amazing because, um, I, I know Giselle has talked a lot about it, and I know Paulette talks about it as, a lot as a coach. And it's, yes, it's called Every, Every We Should All Be Millionaires, but it, she talks about the mentality and the mindset and how to mind, like how to mind shift because her as well, right? She comes from nothing. She came from nothing. And now she has a seven, like she has like a multi-million dollar business. Um, and how, how to change your mindset? Like, yo, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Just like, just do it. Just start. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to learn along the way. So it's not a big deal. Don't let these people tell you that you can't. Or don't be influenced. Pretend like, oh, only the influencers or only the influencers or oh, only the people who wear suits. Like, no, you got this. It's a yeah. you're amazing. Like, do it. And then, like, she talks about yeah. broke yeah. ass mentality, rich mindset mentality. And you're like, I didn't even know I was doing broke ass mentality things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Just yeah. A really good insight for mind shifting. I love mm-hmm. it. I knew because Giovanna loves that book. So I have it on my audiobook. But Nicole, I'm just like you. I love my fiction and nonfiction. It's like I'll put the audiobook because I have to do it because my you know professional development. But I exactly. love fiction. My so I like to rely on nonfiction as an audiobook too. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like then it's like a podcast for me. And I'm like, oh yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah, I always recommend for entrepreneurs, for anyone, but really for entrepreneurs, if you're, if you have a career, are an entrepreneur, just an entrepreneur, you're going into executive leadership, you have to read Drop the Ball. And if you are a parent or a caregiver, you have to read Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu. It goes into part of what you are all talking today about you don't have to figure it out by yourself and you are successful when you have time to have creative ideas and collaborate with others. So that's, that's I love that book. And I'm also part of the crew, her uh, mentoring program. So as we wrap up, tell us, where can we learn more about you and what you do and where can I, our listeners follow you? Yeah. Giselle, you want to answer first? <laughs> I like how you start answering and then like, oh wait, you answer. <laughs> I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be fair, guys. I'm like a Libra. Things have to be equal. Libra <laughs> too. Okay, so I will answer this one. <laughs> um, for Alamode Branding, you can go to our website, alamodebranding.com. You can learn about uh, Nicole, Jessica, and I, all three of us. We, yes, we launched this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we started meeting it, like a couple months into the um, shelter in place, yep. uh, the pandemic. So, yeah. And then, um, Definitely follow us on Instagram. We have Instagram lives. We have a la mode Mondays. Paulette was on there. 
Um, we have all kinds of cool tips and things for all things branding and challenges they have really yeah. really good challenges that i see them and i'm like i see i see you guys i know i have to do it and i have done a couple i just need oh, to start yeah. tagging you create yeah. create hashtags so folks can start like yeah the hashtag because i have done several of the ones that you have shared oh that's so nice because we're going to do a uh, prepare for your holidays challenge like how to get your business ready for your holidays so i love that i want you to do <laughs> yeah and as for me personally you can go to my website on uh, giselmartin.com and have all the ways all ma'am all the ways you can <laughs> contact me there um if you want to see a little bit more of my content, I do have like Instagram TV videos on my Instagram at Giselle's World on Instagram. Mm -hmm. How about you, Nicole? Yes. So um, a reminder for all the mode, we're also on LinkedIn. So we actually changed all our Instagram um, lives to uh, a blog post. So you guys could get those tips as well. So feel free to read that. Um, but for me, you guys can just find me at NicoleMorenoDinosaur.com and you guys get to learn everything I do there and different ways you could contact me and my different businesses. So it's really just my full name.com. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I have been convinced that it's okay to call yourself a business owner and a side hustler. I am embracing it. I am accepting it. Giovanna, how about you? You know what? I, I, I didn't have, I think because I lived in both worlds again, right? Like being like the older millennial, you're like, I am a side hustler, but I'm also a business person. So I think, I think now, as far as for me, I know I have side hustles within my business, but I do approach myself as a business owner. Like, mm -hmm. I'm out here manifesting that shit. So people are like, yeah, we see you. Like, you're right. You are a business owner. Let's contact you. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you to our listeners for joining us. Of us. Our <laughs> first ever. Got it. Yes. <laughs> thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Leader Moves. Do you want to connect with me and Giovanna? We talked about the amazing Facebook groups. Well, our podcast has a Facebook group, Making Leader Moves. I go live every other Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time to provide free business and career advice. And Giovanna also joins twice, once and twice a month uh, to talk about businesses and community building. She, Giovanna is our administrator because she's a rock star community builder and we provide a lot of resources. So Nicole and, and Giselle, we also want to see you there so you can share all the amazing. Yeah, I'm like going on there right have. now. I'm like, why am I yeah. not part of this group already? Yes. <laughs> Story, but I want it. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Gracias, chicas.